you should trust yourself and trust your instincts. If you feel one way about something, then it's probably that way, right? I think that relying on yourself and again, the inner dialogue, the words that you say to yourself, those are the most important words that you're ever going to hear because you can have something happen to you. I mean, we all have things happen. Events happen to us. People get sick. Like my daughter, people pass away. But if you're awfulizing, you know, we call it awfulizing. So if you're, oh my God, it's horrible. I can't do this. This is tragic. You know, have those moments like I did on the edge of the bathtub. <laughs> but yeah. you have to not awfulize everything and say, I've got this. Welcome to Ignite Your Passion with me, Bonnie Wang. It was incredible to interview TJ Flynn. She's involved in so many things, but everything she does involves giving back and helping others. This is another inspiring interview of so many. If you need a reminder of how you've got this, this is the interview for you. You're going to love it. You're going to get inspired and motivated. Take a listen. It is such a pleasure to see you again, TJ. How are you doing? I'm doing wonderful. Thank you. I appreciate you having me on. Of course. It's a pleasure to have you. So tell us about yourself. Tell us where you live, where you're from. So I live in Bastrop, Texas, just outside of Austin. And I moved here in 2018 because I lost everything in Hurricane Harvey. I lived in the Beaumont area. And I said, oh, no, no more living by the coast. I'm going to move inland. And then I moved here and I found out that a few years before everyone had lost everything in the fires. And I was like, I I don't know if I moved from the frying pan into the fire or what I did, but it's beautiful here. Gorgeous where we sit on the Colorado River. So there's always something to do here. And I live in a little community called Tahitian Village. And of course, the Colorado River goes through here. We have a beautiful golf course and we have a little beach and everything. I mean, it's wonderful. Oh, it sounds amazing. Well, so sorry to hear that, but you've been doing some incredible things. How did your journey evolve? And tell us about your career because you're not just doing one thing, you're doing millions of things. Millions of things, right. So when I moved here in 2018 for like, I guess about three months, I drove back from Cedar Creek, Texas, Bastrop area, all the way to Kima to work every day. And it was a commute, let me tell you, on the other side of Houston. So I was like, "Mm, no, I need to be doing something over here. And so I opened up a studio here in Bastrop and I'd worked for, you know, Hilton previously. And when the studio, when I opened the studio here and then Hilton approached me and said, we have a hotel in Bastrop that we need a general manager for. And I fell in love with the hotel business. So I retired. I was an agent. I was a film agent for many years. And I retired in 2009. And I didn't intend to come to work at all, but I certainly didn't intend to be in the hotel business. But my niece worked at a little hotel in Center, Texas. And she called me and she said, I just, please, ain't TJ, I just need somebody one day a week to help us out. And I had just went back to school full time and I was like, no, I'm a college student. (laughs) (laughs) Please, just one day a week. And I said, okay, one day a week. And the next thing you know, I have nine hotels across Texas. And I'm like, really? (sighs) 
one day a week. But I fell in <laughs> love with the with the hotel business, the hospitality business, and it, it was unexpected. And I love it. I love my hotel. I love people. So if you're in a you're a people person, hospitality is a job for you. So oh. yeah, I I love it. And so so here I am. Fast forward to Bastrop, Texas. I've got the Bastrop Photography, which is what my studio was. And then I have you have general manager for the hotel. And then the mayor and I, Connie Schroeder, the mayor of Bastrop and I, she and I have a weekly talk show called The Heart of Bastrop that we started to help, you know, all of Bastrop County talk about travel and tourism and local businesses and events coming into the city. So we're about to go into our fifth season of that show. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's it's been a heck of a journey. We've had a great time with it. And then on top of those things, I'm the director of the Bastrop County Business Owners Association and the incoming president for the new Heart of Texas Chamber of Commerce. And then I own Sizzling Media and Events. I am a, and we're putting on a Sizzling Summer Nights concert series here in Bastrop, which I know you're aware of. Yes, I'm excited about it. Oh, it's so exciting. And then, so I own Sizzle Media Events, and I'm also a published author as well. Oh my gosh. Where do you get your motivation and inspiration from and the time to do all of these things? Well, you know, I'll tell you about that. So people motivate me. You know, that I always say, my mother used to tell me I'm a people collector and she's right. And I've realized it over the years that you say, whatever, mom, you know, but I realized I collect people. That's what I do. And by that, I mean, I surround myself with the absolute best people who motivate you and who become a part of your village. Right. Yeah. And, and as far as where I get the time, I tell you, I have a system that may not make sense to a lot of people, but I have what I call the priority list, right? And every day that list changes. And what was the priority one day may move further down in the list and say, okay, today this is not as important. And so that's how I kind of do my balancing act because I do have so many different things. And of course, I also serve now on the board of CASA, which I'm really excited about. And so all these things, they have to be kind of juggled in their place, right? We do a lot of juggling. It's <laughs> incredible. What does your typical day look like? I mean, so do you have a list that you just like, look at, this is what we're going to do today? Or, I mean. Yeah, that's kind of it. So in the morning, I look at what's the most important thing to be accomplished for that day. You know, before I had my grandson, Liam, my daughter passed away from stage four melanoma cancer last summer, my 26-year-old daughter. And I tell you, there were no warnings. She was diagnosed you know, March 9th and by June 15th, she was gone. And when you think of melanoma cancer, you think of skin cancer that you're going to get a bump and you're going to know, Hey, look at this. It doesn't look right. Well, Tiffany's cancer, melanoma cancer started internally. And I didn't know that was even a possibility until, you know, it had happened to her. And so when that happened, it made me realize how important it is for you to get regular checkups to always know what your health is because there, there could be something you miss, right? Well, when Tiffany passed away, she asked me when she was ill, she asked me to, me and my husband to raise her four-year-old child. And so I, I have eight children of my own. So I've hit the reset button in my old age. So now my, my daily schedule consists of got to work around daycare, 
got to work around school events. So it takes a little bit more juggling, but it's worth every moment of it. Right. So yeah. So a typical day for me is crazy girl. (laughs) (laughs) So then at what point did they realize that it was cancer? I mean, were there any signs or symptoms that nothing or it? Well, she had been going to a doctor and she's like, I just don't feel right. Like, you know how, when you just don't feel right. Well, she went into, she had got a bad headache, really bad headache. And she went into the emergency room at the T Tyler. And she said, I've got a really, I'm getting a really bad headache. I don't know what's going on. And so they did a brain scan and she had a a lesion on her brain, a little bitty lesion, like maybe the size of a dime or smaller Uh on her brain. And they're like, you know, people get brain bleeds. It happens. You know, this is what you need to do. And they sent her home. Well, two weeks later, which was on March 9th, she went back to the emergency room with excruciating headache. And that little bitty lesion was now multiple lesions Uh all over the brain. And at that point they said, whoa, something's going on here. So they did a body scan. And at that point, this cancer had metastasized to her stomach, her lungs, her breast, and her brain. Oh my God. I doubt very seriously whether that lesion two weeks before was the first sign internally, but it certainly kicked it off once it had metastasized from they could not figure exactly where it had started because it was so massive. Well, within within about three and a half weeks of that, those multiple lesions, she had lost the ability to use her left leg and then her left arm. And then it would just, just went on a downward spiral very quickly, very aggressive cancer. And the thing about melanoma cancer, if you, you know, if you catch it in stage one, I mean, it's no big deal, but by the, by stage four, your mortality rate has dropped 85%. So you have like a 15% chance of recovering by stage four or less. And people do recover, but hers was so aggressive that it just, the battle was over before it began. Although she fought hard, she did. She fought really hard. And we tried new therapies and it was just too aggressive and had spread too too far for us to really have a chance of fighting it. She was such a gorgeous girl and 26 years old. So so Liam is a blessing. He is a blessing. He's definitely a blessing. Sometimes, you know, I wonder about that, but he's definitely a blessing. (laughs) (laughs) Well, so she inspired and he inspired your book. Tell us more about the book. So absolutely. So my first book was called There's a Dinosaur in My Whirlpool Bath. And the way that came about is about two weeks after Tiffany passed away, I put, I tucked Liam into bed and kind of going through my normal routine. I'm going to get in the whirlpool bath, take a hot bath with a glass of wine and, you know, relax. And I sit on the edge of the tub and I lean down to, to turn the knob, to cork the tub. Right. And 
there was a dinosaur laying in the bottom of my whirlpool bath. And I sat down on the side of the tub and I had a good cry. And I said, I can't do this. I can't. I'm too old. What do I do? I can't. I've got eight children. They're all grown. I can't start over. And then I, you know, after I got done feeling sorry for myself, I decided, I know, I decided, I said, you know what I need is I need some really good resources. You know, what's going to help me? I don't know. At that point, it happened so fast and she got sick so fast. And I wasn't with Liam every day. He was, they lived in Tyler. I lived in the Austin area. I didn't know what he was allergic to. I didn't know things like that. Those things that if you're a parent and you raised that child from birth, you know, all those things I didn't. And I didn't think to ask because everything happens so quickly. We're just, you're in survival mode and you're not thinking about these things. So I sat down and I said, I started putting together an enormous amount of resources here in Texas that would be so helpful to me in my situation. And then I said, wow, if I'm in this situation, how many other people are in this situation? There's 4 million homes that have grandparents specifically raising their grandchildren. And I don't know how many million more where a grandchild lives in the home with the other parent or whatever, this and extended families, maybe the uncles raise them or the aunt or the cousin or some fictive kin. Right. And I was, if I need these resources, then everybody needs these resources. And it took a lot of, because there's no central place to gather all this information. So, so I made one. And I put together resources by state. So if you live in Hawaii, there's specific resources for you, Georgia, Tennessee, you know, every state in the union, there is a resource directory in this book for you. Then I said, okay, now we need resources that, that are good for everyone. So I did a resources by topic that tells me if I need to know what the legalities are involved in raising someone else's child, here's the legalities. Here's how you get help. If I need to know, I mean, just Girl, there's so many things in there. I couldn't even start naming them and things. And as I didn't even know what all I needed until I started gathering resources. And I was like, wow, tax information. There's so much stuff. And so the book tells my story. It tells a little bit about what I'm going through, but mainly it teaches a man to fish. It says, here's how, here's these thousands of resources, but here's how you specifically look for resources in your town stuff that the schools and all the other places that might have resources that are helpful to that parent. So you have such a wonderful heart that I see you just want to give back and help people in so many ways. And thank you. I'm sure it took a long time for you to put all of this information together too, but to go above and beyond just doing it for yourself, you just decided going to do it for anyone that lives in the U.S., you know? Right. And there's even an international directory in there as well. So if you're not, (laughs) but then also let me say this. So I am working on, I'm also above everything else. I'm a full-time college student. And I have been since I think fall of 2015, because I went through my bachelor's and then into my master's. And then I'm moving forward next, hopefully spring of 2024, I will start my doctorate in psychology. But so it was important to me. Also, I thought, well, if I'm working with this population of people who are in my same situation, what am I as a counselor or what will educators need? what resources will they need in order to help these people as well? 
So the book also has specific directory with resources for counselors and educators. So do you ever get in a funk then? I mean, cause you're doing so many different things. Do you ever get like in a moment where it's like, what am I doing? You know? No. And, and I'll tell you why. Yeah. And this is my second book. <laughs> I'll tell <laughs> you what, what my trick is and why I don't even through with Tiffany and everything that happened, because I control my inner dialogue. And if you don't have control of your inner dialogue, and I say, I have a book coming out in December and the book is called The Glass is Refillable. So you've heard the quote, I'm sure that those people who argue about whether the glass is half empty or half full, they're missing the point. The glass is refillable. So (laughs) my book, right. So my book, my book, The Glass is Refillable is about how your inner dialogue can change your life. It can change your life. And it talks about Albert Ellis and how he method of ABC, what they call the ABC method in cognitive behavioral therapy or rational emotive behavioral therapy. It's used very commonly used in that. And it's it's kind of my version of, of that ABC model. And I tell you, it works because I really think the most important words that you'll ever say or you'll ever hear are the words you say to yourself. Yes. Oh, I love it. I love it. You're incredible. You're so incredible. What do you find most challenging? You know, that changes day to day. (laughs) And it really does. It changes day to day. I think for me, balance is really important. And you you have to to have a balance between your work life and your home life. And I'm I often let that line get blurred, you know. And so I have to sit back and remind myself. And I had this conversation with myself today that gotta find that balance. You can't let it tip. But when you love what you do so much, it's not really work, you yeah. know. It becomes I have to now with Liam, my, my priorities have changed. I have to. And I'll give you a funny about this. So it took about three trips to Walmart with Liam because, you know, <laughs> grandma, right? And I'm like, here, yes, you can have this candy. And he, <laughs> it took about three temper tantrums in Walmart for me to realize, yeah, I got to let grandma go a little bit and be mama for a little while. And <laughs> eat whatever they want, do whatever they want. And, and, and I tell you, that with Leon, that's been the biggest challenge. I want to be grandma. I want to spoil him. I want to do all these things that grandmas get to do. Well, that luxury is not there anymore. I can still spoil him a little bit, but I've also got to be the voice of reason. Right. And so dang it, I don't want (laughs) to. Well, tell us, so you're, you're an author. Is it of three books now? Are you working on your third book? Um, well, so I have a a my next nonfiction book, The Glasses Refillable, comes out December 1st. But at the end of October, I have a fiction series coming out. So I'm really excited about this fiction series, it's all about fallen angels and archangels and werewolves. And it's a very fictional, it's a lot of fun. It's based here in Bastrop. And I don't want to give away too much, but it it's going to be amazing. And then the goal is to eventually do a, a series, a television series from the book series. But we felt it was more important to get the whole series out first before we take that next step. So really excited about that as well. It's going to be fun. 
I love it. It makes it a little fun in there, right? (laughs) Oh my gosh. Yes. It's all incredible. Now, if anybody wants to get your books, where can they find your books? They can go to tjfinnauthor.com. Now, I I understand that there is another TJ Finn out there who is an author. So you need to be sure, yeah, that you're putting in tjfinnauthor.com. Beautiful, beautiful. And then, so you also mentioned that you host a Sizzling Summer Nights series in Bastrop. And so will you tell us about the upcoming event? I will. So our next concert is August 20th and we have Ali Colleen, we have Brody Caster, then we have Aaron Lacombe and the White Ellis Band. And I'm going to tell you guys, this is going to be the blowout concert of the season. It's our final concert. So we had earlier in June, we had Bo Bice and Jay Edwards, and they were, oh my God, phenomenal. And then in July, we've had Joel Saunier and we had Bob Malden and, and oh. Heidi Little. And then of course, the first concert, my, my own granddaughter, who is a little songbird herself, Winter Dawn, we had her as well. So they've all done phenomenal. It has been It's been incredible. You know, Bastrop has been designated a music-friendly community by the Texas Music Office. And boy, we are really building the music community here in Bastrop. We actually, there is another, in the fall, there is another music festival going on here in Bastrop. And and if you go to visitbastrop.com, you can see from that end all the events. But if you're interested in the Sizzling Summer Nights concert series, you're going to want to go to sizzlingsummer.com. Now, remember that sizzling with an N, no G, because it's Texas and we say sizzling. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. I love it. What have you learned along this journey? Oh, gosh, so many things. I've learned that, number one, because you can have something happen to you and, and, and I mean, we all have things happen. Events happen to us. People get sick. Like my daughter, people pass away. But if you're, if you're awfulizing, you know, we call it awfulizing. So if you're, oh my God, it's horrible. I can't do this. It's tragic. You know, have those moments like I did on the edge of the bathtub, <laughs> but yeah. you have to not awfulize everything and say, I've got this. Turn it around. And Turn it around. Yeah. And you have the ability to do that, whether it's addiction, what whether it's it's gosh, anything. It doesn't matter. Mental illness of, of some kind, you all that's all here, right? And so you have the ability to be your own best, 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 best person, be your own champion. And you also have the ability to be your own worst enemy. So you need to remember that when you're telling yourself things. So one of the thing I was wanted to ask you was like, what was, what's one of the biggest wins in your, your mind? What, what do you think? Gosh. So I think for me, it's the relationships built along the way. I've really given that a lot of thought. And I think it's the relationships that we build with people. Those are the biggest wins you're ever going to have. No matter what you do, no matter what your job is, no matter what your field is, it's all about relationships. And the right relationships can take you all the way to the top, whether it's in career, happiness, whatever. And the wrong relationships can pull you all the way to the bottom. So for me, the biggest wins are all the the great relationships I've built over time. It was interesting because actually I interviewed David Valdez 
photographer, and I'm sure you know who he is. I know, David. He's wonderful. Yes. George H.W. Bush is a photographer. But he actually talks about that, you know, be kind to everyone because it's interesting how as you're going up, when you come back down, those people will still be along on your journey. Yeah. Yeah. And so it was just interesting how he he said that, which is totally true. I completely agree. Oh, absolutely. And Dave is a great guy. He's just, he's one of those people It's important to have a relationship with because he's kind and he's never going to bring you down. He's always going to lift you up. And that's what everyone needs. Oh, definitely. And he's got a million interesting, such interesting stories. So then what advice would you give listeners when it comes to creating your own path? Well, again, you know, those relationships, that's a big part of it. No matter what it is that you decide to do, you need to think about who you surround yourself with and foster those people and bring, when you're going up that ladder, bring people with you, right? Don't, don't just be greedy and make your way to the top and leave everybody else at the bottom. You bring them along with you because like you were saying a while ago, how you had those dips and ridges You know, if you slip on that ladder and you brought people with you, there's going to be somebody there to reach down and give you a hand back up. Oh, I love that. They gave me goosebumps. Oh. So is there anything else that you would like to share with our listeners that that I left out maybe? I don't think so. I own Sizzlin Media and Events. So if you guys are interested in any of our events, you go to Sizzlin with no G. Sizzlemedia.com. You can find out about all the cool things. We have like a buyers and builders convention coming up in the fall, and that's going to be a lot of fun. Of course, our Sizzling Summer Nights concert series. We also do a countywide pajama party in December for CASA to help give gifts to all these children who are in foster care that don't have the ability to get gifts for Christmas. So that's a lot of fun. I would like to see more counties reach out to me and say, we want to do that for Travis County, or we want to do that for Lee County, or because I can help them get it set up. And it's so much fun. And it's a great help to CASA. That's incredible. Will you break it down and tell us what does CASA stand for? So CASA is Court Appointed Special Advocates for Children. And when a child goes into foster, in the foster care system, CPS removes a child out of the home, okay. the court appoints one of these advocates for CASA to be the voice of this child in the courtroom, right? So the CASA would go out to the home and talk to everyone involved in the case and then make their recommendation to the court to whether the child should be reunification with the parents, whether they should be placed with a a relative or a fictive kin or stay in foster care or go to a treatment facility. So it's really, really important. And I tell you, CASA needs volunteers so badly all over the state. So if you have time to be a voice of a child, you will make such a big difference, such a big difference. So I think it's, I don't want to tell you the wrong address, but it's in We do, our CASA does Stroud County, Lee County, and Fayette County. So if you'll look, I think it's CASAFLB.org. But if you'll look it up on the internet, you'll find it. It'll be very easy to find, but it's in every county. So. Well, you are absolutely incredible. I just wish you continued success with everything that you're doing. It's incredible. And I didn't really talk much about your talk show. Is that seasonal or is it every week? 
or the year or well, no, it's seasonal. We have the word we're starting season five. So we do the spring and the fall. We take the summer off, but oftentimes we have episodes that run through the summer. Like this summer, we did the film friendly edition of the talk show. We had interviewed Ruta Lee and we interviewed Barry Corbin and, yeah. you know, local people, some incredible local, like Mark Anthony Baca, you know, with the uh, new stunt company that came in and some great film people because Fast Drop County is growing in the film industry. We have a huge new film studio coming in. And of course we have Spiderwood Studios out here. So we do feel, matter of fact, right now, the folks with the long game are all at my hotel. This new, I think it's a new Showtime series. No, um, and yeah, it's fun. And then we, at my hotel, because I'm at the Hampton Inn and Bastrop, we host all of the film crews. So it's so much fun. And then we also have a music-friendly edition that came out about Bastrop County. So that's got tons of celebrity interviews in it. It was a, a lot of fun. So if you go to theheartofbassdrop.com, you have to put the in front of it, but theheartofbassdrop.com, you can watch all of our past seasons or you can, you know, subscribe to us on YouTube. That's a lot of fun. The mayor and I really, we have a blast doing that show and we've been able to help a lot of people and get the word out for, for different things going on. And I tell you, you know, Bastrop County does not have a radio station, but I'm working on that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure it'll happen by I the end of this year. <laughs> I just love your, you're so inspiring, just your motivation with everything and then just giving us, sharing your gifts with us. And you're an incredible person. And I just thank you so much for being a guest today. It's such an honor and pleasure to have you. Thank you so much. And I just want to say, I got to watch you perform at Corvette Invasion one year and you were fabulous. So I'm really excited that to be on with you today. Thank you so much. Well, if we were in person, I'd give you a gigantic hug and a kiss on the cheek because you were right back to you. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, this was so incredible and so motivating. If you'd like to connect to TJ, all you got to do is see the show notes for the links. So which person are you? Are you the one that sees the glass as half empty or half full? Or is your new way of thinking refillable? I'm going to go with it's refillable. You know I love to hear from you, so send me a message and tell me what you thought about this episode or previous episodes. And if you're enjoying these, be sure to share them with a friend. If you have any topics that you want to discuss or someone that you would like me to interview or you're interested in being interviewed, please send me a message. And don't forget to check out the previous episodes. As always, I wish you peace, love, happiness, and hugs. And come to a show. If you're in the area, I'd love to see you and meet you and give you a hug. Don't forget to subscribe. Have a great day.